You are on the moon. You mean no harm, but you come bearing a weapon made from a destroyer. I know about rocks. This was different. And you're, and he points at you, Harold, your people from there. And the word he uses is temple. Mm-hmm. Called, called it. And he point, and he's pointing not at the, the goddess of life and death temple. He's pointing away. Vathar thinks that you could use this shape water and water breathing in combination to travel. And now we continue. Meredith just kind of looks around at the others and goes, well, it's kind of better than sitting here and doing nothing, right? Well, I mean, it is potentially. The problem is, of course, is we don't know how far away this other structure is. Uh, And if we run out of water, uh, we could be stranded, essentially. Uh, And you saw what happened to the gremlin that, uh, you know... It wasn't very pretty, and I, I don't no. personally want to become uh, popped, <laughs> as it were. Um, I mean, look, that's true, but I, I don't want to sit here for a whole day. Ah, could we take the rug with us? Um, How do you propose doing that without going outside the rug? Well, if we're walking there, if we're walking in the water. Then we're all kind of walking there. We can take the rug with us, right? This is uh, Vathar. He, he speaks up and says, well, the, the issue is that shape water, uh, I, I can only shape an amount. I can only shape what, what, what is roughly five, a five foot cube of water. Uh. And if I've, if I've done some uh, back of the hand math, I can make four cylinders that should be able to fit. Well, I I have a bit left over, I guess, for you, Meredith. Um, But I I could make four cylinders, people-sized cylinders. But there are six of us. So what you're saying is we're going to have to leave people behind. or, Or something. I mean, I, I'm, I'm highly motivated to, to find out whatever that structure is. It seems like a lot of mysteries are potentially, you know, could be revealed there. You know, the sword, the, the, the sphere, they all seem to be connected to this place somehow. I, I just... Yeah. I just worry if we, you know, we need to know that we can make it there and back again and... and we don't actually know how far away that is. I, I would hate to put us in danger on, uh, you know, what's really 
curiosity. Yeah, that's true. And Meredith just kind of like looks down at her where she's like picking at her food. Yeah. We also know it's safer here. It's not like we're putting ourselves in unnecessary danger by going outside of this perfectly safe, perfectly reasonable place. Well, I understand staying isn't necessarily safe either, but I mean, so far it's protected us. That's what she means. She means Mm. that it's perfectly safe. She doesn't have to move. Well, also the the wand has six charges and uh, I'm pretty sure it's an hour per charge. So we've got six hours worth of uh, shape water as long as I can maintain concentration. Yes, right. I mean, I suppose that's another potential danger, though, isn't it? I mean, uh, we we don't know what else is out here beyond those, uh, you know, those radiative uh, elementals. Um, I mean, I desperately want to go. I, I really do. I, I, I feel like a lot of answers for myself may, may lie there. I, I just... It's a it's a large risk, you know. I mean, is it maybe that we're you know having got here, we we've learnt a lot already? Uh, could we not prepare in a maybe more thought out way back on on land? You know, um, General looks up at you. He's been kind of sitting and being quite quiet since you dragged him back here and then convinced him mm. that it, it wasn't. Um, in his best interest to go. Uh, um, Harold, if if you have an opportunity to learn something of of great importance to you, it's possibly in your... I don't know. It might be the best chance you have. And Professor Kegstone looks over and looks like he's about to say something to Yenrel but he, he glances at the temple and doesn't say anything. Mm. Yeah, Harold's done that calculation too. Uh, I mean, Yenril, you've already demonstrated an, an amazing feat here, getting us this far. I think we've set things up in a way that we could make it much safer on our return, and um, I'm sure... You know, between between all of us, we can describe what we've seen of what happens to those who leave. Um, maybe with knowledge, we could create. You know, the artificers at uh, Furamastus, They, I mean, they got us this far. Who's to say they couldn't create something that could, with some kind of enchantment or engineering, maybe they could protect us a little more, and we we wouldn't have such time constraints. You know, I I just I I wonder. It just seems like the the margins of safety are so very thin, and I, I I couldn't really ask people to put themselves in danger just for my own curiosity, really. I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I I if I had the chance to, I'd go. Can Meredith, Meredith is just going to go and sit down next to him and put a hand on his shoulder and just say. What are you hoping's over there? It's been a long time since I've seen my family. But nice to see them. I know getting to the, the domain of the goddess of life or the goddess of death, I'm not going to be able to bring them back. Even if I pleaded my case, I have nothing to, to offer to a god. But maybe I could see their faces one more time. Meredith just kind of looks up at him and nods. 
Well, we've come this far. Maybe next time we'll know how close to get. Yeah, if it wasn't for that... That thing. That pink little... Yeah, that that was, um... That was weird. Not gonna lie. I don't know that there's any way anybody could have foreseen that happening. Um, it's not your fault. But I guess every trip and every test is information, right? It's data. We can yeah. use it when we get back. And you see him, like doing like mental math mm-hmm. that like that like you can see he's, he's almost like looking like he's he's almost like he's reading his eyes are going back and forth and he's like thinking for a moment mm. and then he looks at the the device at the center of this rug and there's a, a look of like shock that mm. looks uh, gets across that goes across his face and he scrambles to the device and he like pulls open a panel and he starts looking through it uh, and he looks a little frantic uh care to share with the group yen uh i just hang on i, I just i need to check something that uh thing whatever it was it got in here and activate see it then got got activated that and that and then okay i i don't actually know what it did how it did what it did um, um okay everything seems to be <sighs> he sits back down like just like mm. collapses like wiping his, his brow everything seems to be okay i just i for a moment i was concerned maybe maybe it did it damaged it and we'd be stuck here well i suppose um, we only really have one way to know for sure, which will be to uh, try and activate this thing again once the uh, the charge returns, right? Yep, just have to wait until that happens. Um, well, I mean, I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't be too bad. Hopefully, hopefully we're okay. Just have to to wait around. Um, it's all right. Long. I brought snacks. And we've been here already for quite a while, right? Like we're we're coming up. On- you, yeah, you've been there like six or eight hours. It's a little <laughs> hard to keep track of without a timekeeping device. Mm. Um, but you've been there a while now. Uh, and also, the sun has not set. Yeah. Um, you can see uh, to what is uh, compass-wise to the east of you there is like a line of shadow Mm. in the distance that like has been very very slowly creeping towards you Mm. um but uh harold you're you study the stars and and things you're probably the most likely to know this um give me a intelligence check Mm, 60 so the time it takes on the moon between a a noon and a, a like between two noons or two sunsets mm. um is roughly roughly 700 hours right uh which is about 30 days mm. so you you don't think you're you're in a a dangerous location to 
have that sunset cross to where you are. Mm. But you decide to to sit and wait. Um, what are you up? What are you doing? Yeah, as has the shock of being on the moon started to to settle into just a a strange kind of calm. Yeah, it's kind of like after that initial sort of panic, you're just like, well, this is just the way it is. Yeah. Harold's probably looking out as well down back to the planet and being like, huh, like I've seen this, I've seen this land on a map, on, on a map but I've just never seen mm-hmm. like, like everyone I know is over there. Like I can see all of them. Like they're just all, <laughs> everything, you know, that I've ever known is right there. <laughs> I would imagine there's a fair amount of like awe time happening right now, yeah. right? I think Potentia's yeah. just pulled a book out of her bag like normal. <laughs> And is sitting as far away from basically everyone else as she can get and found herself like a corner. She hasn't pulled out like, I mean, I could say that she's pulled out like a blanket and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I don't feel like that's accurate the, the day because she wouldn't have had it all in her bag. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's just sitting with a book, not really paying attention to where they are, but not with no no obvious intent to move anywhere. Uh, Professor Kegstone has pulled out like a um, handheld telescope mm. uh, and he's doing a bit of star watching and he's he's commenting about how clear the the view is mm. like just the perfect unobstructed view of the stars I think Meredith is kind of joining him and looking out at the stars as well uh, so a couple hours pass and Harold you weren't sure at first but some of these rocks nearby have moved Mm-hmm. And and you weren't like you're sitting here long enough to have noticed this, yeah. It um, and these are rocks, no larger uh, than a basketball, no, lar- no larger than your head, mm. but definitely some of them have moved. And at first you thought, oh, maybe it was when that elemental came by and picked up a rock and and did some of that, but. No, definitely some of these rocks have moved, and it's only as you're paying close attention um, to one of these that you notice one of these rocks shuffle about a foot and stop, mm. mm-hmm. and that's when you realise, okay, there's there's something going on here. Mm. Has anybody been paying close attention to the rocks around us at all? Huh? The rocks? You may you may need to be a little bit more specific there, mate. Well. Uh, some of them, it appears, mm-hmm. seem to have a life of their own. Uh, they mm-hmm. have not been static while we've been here. Uh, initially, cool. I thought it might have been that uh, elemental moving things around, but I definitely just saw one shift about a foot along. Did it leave a Good. trail? Like a, you know, like... um, Like a dust divot. Mm. Uh, no, it, it didn't leave any trail. Um, it just, actually... Mm. Your perception's so good. Uh, it left little, little, um, like almost imperceptible footprints, little tiny mm. footprints. Okay, Meredith is going to go over to the other side of the rug and join Harold and just kind of go, what, what am I looking at? Well, uh, if you look very closely, the, there's a small trail that it looks a little like foot, you know, like feet fall. Um, um, actually, it would look like the kind of prints that a crab would leave in the sand. Mm. That was kind of like very like uh, 
finger like like just little little dots. Yeah. I think I see the, what you're talking about. It's kind of hard to tell from this distance though. No. Mm. Am I looking at at that rock? Um, Next Meredith, to the tiny one? Or? Give me a perception check. Perception. I got a 17. As you're looking uh, in the direction that, that Harold's pointed, one of these things shuffles uh, closer and it's actually <gasps> only about 30 feet from you. She kind of jumps a little bit and then goes, okay, that's not cool. Um, Harold, give me a wisdom check. Yeah, 13. Looking around, you notice that the movements are totally random. Mm-hmm. They appear to be coming towards you mm. from all different directions. Hey, this is your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. We love interacting with fans on Twitter, where we're all pretty active. So if you're around, give us a shout out, say hello, maybe tell us which character you're really enjoying at the moment. We love hearing that kind of stuff. And if you would like to leave a message for one of your friends who listens to the show in this part of the show, the mid-show message, just fill out the form via our link tree, which you can find on all of our social media uh, channels and on our website, dndoctorates.com. Just fill it out and then we can deliver a message for you. Now, I, in this arc, will say dark side of the moon. I say it a lot. I say it, it covers a lot. Now, I know, and before you message me, I know that the moon in our world is tidally locked so that one side of the moon always faces towards us and the dark side of the moon is the other side of the moon the side of the moon that doesn't face towards us in a uh, turn of phrase it's the dark side of the moon but in this arc when I refer to the dark side of the moon I am referring to the side of the moon not being illuminated by the sun please please don't tweet at me that I am getting it wrong anyway yes also we're on the moon so that's a crazy situation to be in anyway um, I hope you're enjoying this arc it's a lot of fun to, to record the next episode comes out next Thursday, the 9th of June, so keep an eye out for that. I won't hold us up any longer. Let's get back to it right now. I feel like they're maybe coming towards us. Oh, don't say that. Yes. Hot. We do tend to find ourselves in these sorts of scrapes, don't we? Yes, uh, quite frequently, it seems. Um, mm. mm-hmm. Are they dangerous, do you think? Should we be worried? I don't know. I imagine one of them, possibly not. I mean, they must be rather small. Uh, But if there are many of them, uh, harder to see. This protective bubble should help though, right? Well, I mean, it is interesting, isn't it? Because it did cross my mind that if these are creatures, they should, in fact, uh, be adapted somewhat to the environment here and we could learn a lot from them Uh, but i would worry uh, that they would not be adapted to our little environment and we would harm them potentially if we took them away from here 
I mean, there's a lot of them. There looks to be about uh, somewhere between six and ten. It's it's a little hard to keep like to really work it out. Like, okay, that's definitely one. No, no, that's a rock. Okay, or is it? And you stare at it for a bit until it, until it does move through. Harold, this is feeling very much like another kind of like ghost spiders in the library kind of situation. Uh, yes, uh, it, it does seem a little similar, although I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not even sure what kind of creature would be able to survive here. I mean, obviously nothing that I studied during my <sighs> zoology degree. Would... Well, I mean, there's no air. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, or it's so thin, perhaps, uh... I mean, it's hard to say. We can't really sample it, I suppose. And, well, the closest one is now 20 feet away. Meredith just kind of looks down at the little bit of pastry that she's holding and just kind of like breaks a bit off and then raises an eyebrow at Harold. Uh, so I don't think we have much to lose. Uh, see if it reacts. And she like chucks it at the rock. Um, Make a... Dexterity check at disadvantage. Yeah, I was going to say. For yeeting something into the moon space? Or for, <laughs> like... Uh, for yeeting okay. something into the moon into moon gravity. Yeah. It's so not- I, I rolled a one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's not, a 17. Maybe it's a one. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's a 17. How can and that be a 17? So uh, 20 and 22. Because I'm Because she's someone reminded her she's lucky. Dang it. And now okay. I've never forgotten it. So I got a 20 and a 22. <laughs> Okay, yeah. You managed to, like, realizing that there's basically going to be no drop off, you just line this up like, you're, like, straight. A, like a dart and it just goes straight at it. And I'm it, a pastry ninja. Uh, it <laughs> lands perfectly in front of this little stone and you see little, uh, like, pincer arms come out and they, they start kind of probing at this. <gasps> Um, it's a moon crab! Harold! <laughs> Harold, it's a moon crab! Yes, I see that. And you see one of these other rocks change direction from towards you, towards this pastry. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so it's a moon crab and it likes snacks! Uh, you see that <laughs> it's it's uh, chitinous um, exoskeleton mm. is uh, very reflective. It, it looks... Like a like a, it's almost metal, mm. uh, like a very very dull, uh, like an iron or a steel looking um, sh- color. As it picks off a piece and then pulls it underneath the stone, um, so you can't see what it looks like underneath mm. fully. Um, so it's kind of like a hermit crab situation. It, if you want to relate it to that, yes, I do want to relate it to that, and I shall. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of the circle, one of these um, creatures is within 10 feet of the circle, the rug. She is going to cast Mage Hand to pick it up off the ground and bring it inside the thing so she can look at what the heck it is. Assuming it is less than 10 pounds. All of a sudden on the moon, Mage Hand mm. is strong. <laughs> uh, we are on the moon, so yes. It is OP on the moon. <laughs> Yeah, I, which I'm going to refer to weight. Yes, weight. a weight, yes. A weight of 10 pounds, <laughs> not a mass of 10 pounds. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so you pick it up, and uh, as you pick it up, 
you see it's got little spindly legs try to grab onto the ground but you can lift it and as you lift it and pull it into the oh no the sphere all its all its legs like retract back and uh while it looks very kind of stone like on its back it's underside it's um belly looks much more metallic um and you can see it's got a lot of a lot of little red eyes on a very small little head it's got little like pincery mouth bits but it's all kind of closed itself up as they've brought it into the uh the atmosphere cool um how far away from me would meredith and harold be uh they're just on the other side of this rug um so that's you know pretty close uh there's a reason I'm asking this question because if it the hand goes a certain distance away from me, it disappears. So I need to know how far. Oh, away okay, they are. They, uh, they're probably just within ten feet. Great. Um, I'm going to get it to move to take it over there because on casting it, I've looked over and seen that they're fascinated by what I assume is the same thing happening on the other side. So there, there is now. You can't see the hand. Well, it's, sorry, it's a spectral floating hand. Mm. So you can. So it's like thing, but spectral. Um, to to Adam's family, this up. Carrying one of these little rock dudes over to near you. Uh, so this it has four legs and two arms. Is its carapace enough for it to not get squished by the pressure of our atmosphere, though? It doesn't appear to be squish squished yet, mm. um, but it doesn't. It does seem to be somewhat unhappy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, potentially captured one. I, I see. Uh, oh. Hmm. It doesn't look like it's doing very well. I. Hmm. I. Um. It's too. It's too long. Long pins. Like long pinters are like making these like clacky clack like mm. noises. I mean, it doesn't seem dangerous. No. I mean it. I mean, it's been a while since I've you know studied a animal I haven't seen before, but it certainly looks sort of uh, you know well adapted to this place. I. Uh, not in here, of course, out there. But um, I'm curious what it could eat. You curious what they eat? Well, pastry. Apparently, yes. It's kind of cute. I mean, we we could capture one, I suppose. I I would want to try and somehow capture some of outside. You know, some of the the, the rocks and the whatever. <gasps> Make like a fish tank there. kind of thing. Yes, exactly like that. Uh, seeing that you've capture one of these things and are, you know, poking around at it and looking at it. Um, Vathar wanders over. What have you got? It's a moon crab. It appears to be uh, native to this place. I'm surprised oh. anything corporeal could exist here, honestly, but... Hmm. Oh, How does doesn't... the moon crab look? Does it look, look kind of like it's slowing down a little bit? Should we put it back um, outside? It seems to be fine. Hmm. Um, actually... It seems to be coming. It seems to be. It seems to be becoming more active. Now that the shock of being picked up and brought into your bubble here, its its arms are mm. reaching out more, and its legs are trying to find purchase. Is it just me, or does it look a little bit angry? Well, I'd probably be angry if someone had plucked me from under a rock. Also, uh... it's a shame we can't talk to it and ask and find out. Wow, what a what a shame that people probably didn't prepare that particular ability. Today. <laughs> no, damn it! No, I do have it. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of druid doesn't druid have would you speak be? with animals? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yes, actually, I can do that. Uh, my my first love wasn't astronomy; it was zoology. Uh, all right, uh, Potentia, someone may have to grab it. Uh, she just like flicks her hand again, dismissing the hand, and then flicks another one into existence and picks it back. So it's, like, it's like it falls maybe a foot as the as the first hand gravity. goes, and the second one goes whoop and catches it underneath. Hey everyone, this is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us out. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. <laughs> and now, back to the show. Man, I do not know how this would sound to everyone else, but Harold is able to uh, speak with the crab and goes, Hello, uh, sorry, we seem to have uh, captured you somewhat. We're, we, we're not normally here. Uh, what, 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 are you, what, what do you do? <laughs> sorry, we've captured you somewhat. <laughs> I need to make a character decision here. <laughs> is it its voice, Ben? Because it's its voice and it should be squeaky with clicky clacky sounds oh. is what it should be. <laughs> Hello, monsieur. Yes, <laughs> I'm in for it. Uh-huh. Please put me down. I do not like this. Uh, well, yes, in, in due course, I, I promise. Uh, we, we don't mean you any harm. Uh... I do see that you've uh, been getting closer to our little dome here, though. Uh, what is it that you want? We have come to investigate this strange circle. Oh, I see. How's the air in here for you? It's not very good for us outside. It is almost overwhelming. And normally we have to collect the air from the minerals that we absorb and eat. Mm-hmm. Oh. But there is so much nitrogen here. It is lovely. <laughs> of course. Hmm, very interesting. So you're saying there's air in the rocks? I suppose I'll ask. Well, well what about water? How do, you, how do you drink? We find the frozen water mm-hmm. and we eat it. Oh, interesting. Of course. I suppose it's very cold here. Uh, okay. Um, well, thank you. Uh fascinating. Why do you look the way that you do? Well, we're not from here. We are from that big big glowing ball that you see there, and things are very different there. Um, Ah, yes, the moon. Right. Yes, uh, yes, one could call it that, I suppose. Um, Although, maybe not to its face. I think you may hurt its feelings. Uh, but, um... This is remarkable. Our people believe that there are creatures who live on the moon. And here we are now talking. Hey, I mean, right back at you, buddy. Um, okay, look, I'll, I'll put you back. Please don't eat us. I don't think we'd be especially nutritious. But we, we mean you no harm either. This is a, a wonderful day of cultural exchange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, au revoir. Uh, you sound remarkably similar to this country my uncle visited once and uh, he brought a, a lady back with him. Uh, didn't last. But... Uh, Up on the moon? Yes, yes. Ah, oh, yes, on the moon. Uh, Potentia, I, 
I don't think they're going to try any because I think you can put him down now. She just misses the hand. Uh, he slowly floats down um, to the the ground and then uh, scuttles um, back off the rug and uh, begins clicking and clacking to the other um, things, mm. which all like start coming out of their shells more. And it's like click, like they don't make noises, mm. but they're they're clicking at you. You can't hear them because there is a vacuum in the way. Mm. Um, but they're like they're like they're, they're clicking and clapping, like tapping on each other's shells. Makes sense. Would be hard to communicate with sound. Um, well, Harold, if you sp- if you spend some time, I imagine you do staring mm. at these things. Mm. We can add moon crab as a beast that you can wild shape into eventually. Nice. Yes, I will definitely be doing um, like you know those. Um, I imagine we're still at the stage, those beautiful illustrations of like animals, like anatomy and stuff in old, in like those old textbooks. Like I, I imagine Harold's like straining to remember all the, like the zoology conventions and like drawing this like animal and yeah, all of that. Harold, do you relay more of that conversation to the rest of the party? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we've got nothing else to do. I'll... But I, actually it would be interesting. I, 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 t- I, I tell uh, Yenrel and... Uh, kegstone about the air in the rocks and the the ice water because I feel like that's interesting information to have. Uh, mm. um, Meredith is going to keep sh- like feeding the moon crabs. <laughs> um, yeah, Yenrul is very interested in the fact that you've uh, well, you haven't discovered, but from from secondhand account, um, yeah, ice on the moon and minerals that contain uh it said nitrogen mm. which you're as probably not the most familiar with what that is no uh but some kind of chemical and um so yeah like so can i just say that i love that moon crabs know that but humans and humanoids on our planet don't <laughs> i guess moon crabs need to know that don't they They're- meredith is feeding crabs how long do you do is. that? How long do you do that for? Oh, maybe like fifteen minutes or so. Not very long. How long do you end up spending feeding ducks at a duck pond? That depends on what kind of child you are. <laughs> also true. You should also never do that. Mm. No. Okay, Meredith, you you feed these crabs for for fifteen minutes, and afterwards, uh, they like raise their claws up to you and make like clicking motions towards you. Um. And you realize, oh, there's like, there's like 20 of these things here now. <laughs> Perhaps too strong a word, but they seem to be uh, venerating Meredith. <laughs> I am the moon crab queen. <laughs> someone, someone on the internet, find us the I am the lizard queen gif and turn it into <laughs> Meredith, please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. I am the I moon crab it. queen. Uh, do you do anything else with these moon crabs? Nah. Okay. I think that's about all. Well, they begin to start uh, circling the the rug, and the the number of limbs they have is different to you. Mm. So it takes you a moment to realize that they are performing some kind of dance <laughs> as they are circle, like as they are like doing like a marching circle around the rug. They begin to completely encircle this rug 
Uh, guys? Hmm. I thought you said they were fine. She goes back to her book. <gasps> I just gave them pastry. So they're working off the energy. She goes back to her book. Maybe it's some kind of ritual. Maybe. Does anyone know anything about moon crab rituals? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't know moon crabs existed. Oh, it's a joke, I see. Yes, because potential is hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially in her current mood. You start to hear a, like, scratching sound. Uh, the kind of sound that if you ever lived in a house with, with mice in the walls. Ah, oh, triggered. Stop mm. it. Uh, well, there's a scratching coming from, it sounds like, underneath the rug. Mm. Kiss is sitting on the floor. Do you feel anything right now? Um, Potentia, you will see there's, like, dust being kicked up from underneath the rug. And, like, it, it, it hangs in the what would be air because uh, of the low gravity for some time. Um, and then there's an ever-slight sideways shift of the rug. Just just a millimeter. Mm-hmm. And then another. And then another. And now you're certain that the rug is moving. Millimeter by millimeter, centimeter by centimeter, inch by inch. Something, or some things... I'm moving this rug. <laughs>